But to the, the point, though, Michigan is still a blue blood. Yeah. I don't... You, you say the name Michigan Wolverines. What Michigan football, you're like, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, sounds cool. Right. Hell yeah. And then you have like schools like Texas who... Yeah, hook them. I don't understand how they have a blue blood. Rowdy, you said Texas is still a blue blood even though they stink. But, I mean, for their history... Hook them. There's not... A lot of history there. But it's Texas, Rowdy. Everything's money. bigger in Texas. A lot of money it's in Texas. that program. But how many national championships has that money produced? <laughs> At least Michigan has, like... RJ, money brings in recruits. <laughs> yeah. One way it doesn't or, bring in wins. One way or another, it brings in recruits. Um, but, I mean, like, you look at, like, USC. They have national championships. Still a blue blood. Uh, Michigan, national championships. Still a blue blood. Ohio State, national championships. A blue blood. Like... A single national championship shouldn't make you a blue blood. Yeah. I mean... Makes sense. The last time Minnesota was great was the 60s. And yet, Mm -hmm. they had like six national championships from whenever they started their program to the 1960s and were never considered a blue blood. No. You know? No, no. But that's six national championships. Yeah, and we just scoff at them. Some some other schools have that many, and they're considered blue bloods. All right, so I'm looking right here. I just you know Google you know college football blue bloods, and there was this poll out of this 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 site. It said they did 25, I, and they ranked them loosely. Yes, Robert. I think to be considered a blue blood, once you say that you have to have success, you have to have money, and then if you have success and money, the recruits just kind of funnel in. Yeah, definitely. All right, Maybe this all works. this all stems from the Wisconsin um, player pers- director of player personnel Saeed Khalif after Wisconsin inks up all of their early signees, and it's the best recruiting class they've had since, since they started you know, doing these online rankings since 2001. And I'll just I'll replay his comments again where he said about yeah, it's a book. big deal for us. We love to be in the conversations and people talking top 20 and and that kind of stuff. Awesome to hear if that helps us get us over the hump. We're not, again, rating chasers. It just means we want our evaluation considered just like some of the other programs that you would consider a blue blood. We're a blue blood program, and that's where we should be, and we have to work to continue to do that. Love the bravado. Love the comments because you want that. You want that attitude. You want to be saying that. Here's the thing, though. you got to go out and prove it on the field. So Jimmy Leonard, Jimmy Leonard was talking about how they had this great class coming in, but what they need to do is they need to prove it, right? Out on the field, they got to keep doing it out on the field. Uh, Jim Leonard, he uh, here's he talks about what it means to have three their three best recruiting classes in back to back to back years. I mean, right now, I think it means we've had three great years, and and we need to continue. We had great success on the field, um, which was helping to translate into, into great recruiting, and and now you we have to take the talent that we have and continue to develop it, and and make sure that production shows up on the field at this level. Right. That's that's always a trick. That's the, that's it. Right. I mean, you can be we've seen paper tigers. Right. Well, I mean, look at you got to prove it on the field. Look at USC yeah. under Clay Helton. <sighs> they get the best players. They get the best players out from the West Coast. They can pull from Texas and Florida. They still haven't put it out there on the field. Still Dude. couldn't still could not block three seconds. But. But you consider them a blue blood because <laughs> even though they aren't showing up on the field, the wins aren't coming. They continue to still get the players. They yeah. can cont- they continue to still get the funding of the program. And historically, you can go down a list and just name players. Yeah, you can name Heisman winners. You can name. You know who didn't win the Heisman for USC? 
Reggie Bush. Exactly. Never even played for him. <laughs> but he got paid. <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, to Roddy's well, point, he didn't. Money, money brings in the recruits. His, his family did. His, a house you, was bought. Would you take a player? And his parents got new jobs. Would you take a player like Reggie Bush in that situation scenario for Wisconsin to go you know, and have the success that he has and knowing that eventually down the road to be stripped away? No. Has it really hurt the USC program? No. Yeah, I think the maybe some has. maybe some of their parents yeah, maybe a little bit maybe some of the parents are just like all right let's not be so flashy with our new cars now okay I don't think it's wow. really hurt the USC program <laughs> that that's changed a little bit too since you had the whole recruiting scandal that basically rocked every West Coast and East Coast school Reggie Bush was running through holes for USC and the Kardashians dude there was no pro- he was living large she was no I know floozy I get it yeah got around a lot. Big holes. But I just I just don't really think that it affected the USC program that much. Obviously when the when the stipulations came out that hey, there's going to be some violations here, we're gonna have to, you know, suspend some players. Well, I mean or your coach left. So but he that's the thing. Get hit with sanctions. The co- the coach left, aka Pete Carroll. The coach can do whatever they want. A lot of those that. guys that were the studs that may or may not have taken those benefits went to the NFL. But the next coach came in and still recruited that same high level of of recruits. They just the coaching itself wasn't as good. Yeah, well, the recruiting coach there was Coach O. Yeah, we're gonna go, go Trojans. So we're gonna give you a big full cash, go Trojans. And no one's Doesn't ever no one's ever doubted <laughs> the fact that Coach O can recruit and yeah. can motivate. He's just not very good with the X's and O's. Yeah. Look at the team that he surrounded himself with at LSU. Had a ton of talent. Had yeah. a ton of money. And had two talent, really good coordinators. Talent, money, a guy that can get you up and get you pumped up, and then the coordinators around him that were so good that went to other jobs, including NFL jobs. Yep. You ever yeah, wonder, it makes sense why they were really, really, really good. You ever wonder how Coach O is such a good motivator? Like you can't even understand him. Maybe that's why. You get, I mean, you, you just, just get fire- see him get fired up, and you're like, you're like I don't know what he said, but go die. This guy, this guy's. I don't even know what the hell he just said, well, but he's bringing it. Yeah. What what movie series do you really enjoy watching? Rocky, right? Half the time, do you know what Sylvester Stallone's saying when he started yelling yeah, really, his montages? I'm, I'm good with just four. Yeah, he just kind of mumbles. <laughs> I just got you're like, yes. Yeah. I just got Paulie a robot. If I could change, we got you can change. change. I just got Paulie. We all could change. A butler robot. He's not liking it. But you're still ready to run through a brick wall. You know, you know who else? Ready to run through a brick wall. You know who else I'd run through a brick wall for? Farmer Fran from Waterboy. Boats Gilliodo. I play No, no, no. Home where you make it. No, no, no. Home where you make it. That's Joe Dirt, but it's still Farmer Franz. Same character. Simple. Yeah, it's the same character. What'd you say? Home where you make it. Do you like it? No, 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 boy. I'd run through a wall for Farmer Fran, Coach O, Mark Strobel, which we can understand yeah. easily. You're the man Strobes. And who'd you say, Rowdy? What was the other one you just were talking about? <laughs> Rocky and Rocky. I'd run through a wall for Rocky. <laughs> Mushmouths, <laughs> a bunch of mushmouths. If you have a mushmouth, chances are you're going to be a good motivator. No, no, no. <laughs> all right. So I'm looking here. I, I googled it. I'm just like, you know, what we all know what blue blood programs are, but I'm looking at someone evaluated them with uh, giving them a point system. They had a bunch of people, uh, journalists, vote on it and give them points. And they did 25. Let me just r- rattle down a couple for you. 25 uh, comes in UCLA, blue blood, yay or nay? No. Uh, Michigan State, 24. Blue blood, yay or nay? They no. were in the college football playoffs a couple of years ago, and I they got annihilated. I don't think so. Cause, nope. I mean, they were great for 
a, a little while because they were the most open <laughs> university in the nation. They were one of the few who were the first teams to have their starting lineup. The majority of their starting lineup was minorities. Uh, back when it wasn't cool to open that much of your team to minorities. Duffy Doherty. Yeah. Uh, was it Duffy Doherty? Or was that basketball? Just go that, with it. The, whoever the football coach was, I mean, they won national championships because he, he opened his doors. He was one of the first major programs to open his doors. Clarence to- Munn. Most successful in Spartan history. I think that's older than... Yeah, that was uh, Michigan State Garners three consensus national championships, 52, 65, and 66. Yeah, 66 and 65 were the teams that, you know, they tied Notre Dame and tied for the national championship. Yeah. But, yeah. All right, so on this blue blood list, Michigan State's 24th. They have UCLA 25. Coming in at number 23 is your Wisconsin Badgers. No. I think it makes sense to me of being ahead of Michigan State. Okay, yeah. but the Badgers for a blue blood, would you rank them higher than twenty third of blue bloods? I guess I could go down more of the list. They have Minnesota at twenty two. They have Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Ahead of Wisconsin. That, that, like, that brings re- up the history re- the reasoning though. Reasoning there, yeah. Uh, the reasoning is admittedly the selection may raise some eyebrows. You when you say Minnesota must don't think blue blood. However, the Golden Gophers certainly belong here. Uh, first the Golden Gophers are one of the oldest around, having been founded in eighteen eighty two. And aside from that, Minnesota's 18 conference championships and one consensus national championship. Also, Bronco Nagurski and his number retired. Some of their national championships are on those like polls that don't haven't that, existed for like okay before yeah, they don't, like, acknowledge before anymore. the Gophers last season. When's the last time that they were actually good? And you're like, man, they're going to beat the Badgers or potentially beat the Badgers. Was that uh, maybe I don't know Marion Barber, Lawrence <laughs> Maroney, Adam Weber at quarterback? No, yeah. not even that. I don't think. But like, that's, that's the that's the one in, it, most relevant. If, if you want to go with when you could have considered them blue bloods, the 1960s. Okay, let me read the reasoning for Wisconsin at 23 because Minnesota's like, 22, Wisconsin's I believe one 23. One of those matchups were uh, it to go to the Rose Bowl. It was like Minnesota and Wisconsin were number one and two in the country. Well, here's what they say about Wisconsin. Uh, I should have read it first before Minnesota. He says for Wisconsin. He said, we'll stay in the Big Ten with the Badgers. First, the Badgers are one of only 20, 26 programs that have won over 700 games in program history. And in terms of college football traditions, the jump around segment at the end of the fourth quarter, or the end of the fourth quarter at Camp Randall is, I want to fact check that, is one of the best <laughs> scenes you'll see from a fan's perspective. Wisconsin has also won national championship. Two Heisman Trophy winners and fourteen conference championships. See, but that's one of those national championships. They don't recognize, we don't recognize it, it. Yeah. Well, I don't think the university ever recognized it. I feel really. like if you got to um, put in jump around to say Wisconsin's a blue blood, yeah, they're not a jump, you're not a blue, blue, blood. Not a blue that's, blood. That's that's how I mean, based on this list so far, that's how little of blue bloods there are. All right, twenty one Georgia Tech. No. Twenty Washington. No. Nineteen Texas A and M. Okay, going no. back to the sixties and seventies, there's Georgia Tech. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they had the nineteen ninety. Yeah. Uh, right. Number nineteen Texas A and M. No. Um, you have number eighteen the Florida the Gators them Gator boys. I don't think so. Seventeen Pittsburgh. They haven't been relevant since the seventies. And when Bill Nagy was there, I hope he's listening. Sixteen Auburn. No. But I will say this. I will say this. I have Florida and Auburn much higher probably on this list than where they're at currently. But I still wouldn't consider them blue bloods. 16, uh, Auburn. 15, Clemson. Yes. So they're 15th Clemson. Is that a safe spot for them to be if they're a blue blood at 15? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, probably not. Let's go through the list, though. 14, Florida State. Yes. 13, the U. Yes. Miami. 
12, Georgia. No. 11, LSU. See, I think a lot more of the SEC teams, especially right now, are blue bloods like Georgia, like Florida, but like you can't LSU. Go with right now. A blue blood has to have a long history. Okay, let's keep going. Ten, Penn State. Yes. Makes you feel dirty, but yeah. number nine, Tennessee. No. Eight, blue blood, Nebraska. Yes. Man, do I mean, they live off that history right now? But yeah, they have the history. They live off that history. My God, when's the last time Nebraska was even relevant? Nineties. Yeah, like Early ninety. 90s. Wow. Nebraska lays claim to nine hundred and two wins in program history. This is before the season started this year. Five national titles. It's not like they got that much more wins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only in, two more. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, the ninety-seven team has an argument for the greatest football team oh, ever man. assembled. With Johnny Rogers, Rosier, Tied uh, Crouch. Championship with Michigan. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Texas. No. Hook'em. Six, Rudy, Notre Dame. Yes. Charlie Weiss's fat ass. Number five, Michigan. Yes. Number four, USC. Yes. Number three, Oklahoma. Yes. Number two, Ohio State. Yes. And number one, if you're waiting for it, here you go, Alabama. Yes. That's 10 out of the top 25 I would consider blue bloods. Rowdy, I'd probably have about fifteen of them. Did you say LSU? Yes, yeah, your name. You said Tennessee was not correct. Tennessee was not, and they were ranked I ninth think, in this poll. Yeah, I, I went, eh, but no, yes to LSU. No. Rowdy, you would rank. So I think that was eleven for and me. And you said Tennessee. Yes, I'm a no for Tennessee, no but for Tennessee. I, I think Georgia, Florida, LSU, they would all be in there for me. And so, so this is the question where it stems from. Is, I think RJ's closer to ten teams. I'm closer to fifteen. Yeah. With so, LSU, that's eleven for me. So that just shows you, I mean, how many few true "quote unquote" blue bloods? Because you can make, you could argue some of those, yeah, ten to fifteen range. I mean, even look at basketball. There's like three times as many teams, but then there's even less blue bloods in basketball. So Wisconsin on this list, number twenty three. Is that fair to have them the top twenty five, but closer to the end than it is, you know, the top ten, the I top fifteen? Your blue blood programs aren't twenty five deep. Yeah, I think with Nelly, you could stop this list at fifteen, and I mean we could probably debate over the four teams we don't agree on. But that would just one be... way or another. I think one of us could convince the other, yes or no. Yeah. But I think we'd have to sit down and have that argument. I'm sorry, but Minnesota is ranked twenty second on that list. I put the Badgers yeah, ahead of they're Minnesota. They're nowhere near a blue blood. Right. Who's closer to a blue blood, Minnesota or Wisconsin? Now Minnesota's got a little more history. Just when it comes to national championships that are no longer "quote unquote" recognized, to break through Wisconsin, yep, is is more near a blue blood. But I mean, history-wise, they both have a national championship. Minnesota recognizes theirs. We have a question from um, the Real Mix C, who I think is an Auburn fan. He says, "How is Nebraska counted, but Florida and Auburn aren't for you?" Uh there's no real history prior to 1990 with either of them. And you need a you need for you personally you need a long stretch of history. Yeah, is Wisconsin a blue blood program? Yeah or nay? Right now, sixty percent say no, while forty percent say yes. I think we're all under the firm belief that it is a no right now. But the but the Badgers are getting close, right? You see the the recruiting class is getting better and better every single year. Hell, they just had the best one they've ever had oh, at the early signing yesterday. You see them getting closer and closer and closer and closer. Take this year out of the equation, though. You see him getting closer and closer and closer. 
they just got to get over that Ohio State hump. I think the greatest evidence that I think you could give anyone to say Wisconsin is not a blue blood currently is what do we know about Wisconsin football? You're all about grabbing the kids that are two and three stars and making them yeah. three and four stars. Molding them up. Building that's, them up. That's what the Wisconsin coaching staff and the Wisconsin program has kind of been known as since like 1990-ish. Mm-hmm. So the past 30 years, that's what that's what they're known as, taking these kids that are less talented stars and make them into the four and five stars. Well, if you were known as a blue blood, that – that wouldn't be a thing. You wouldn't be taking two and three stars because Alabama, they don't recruit two stars. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. So, RJ, RJ just showed me a very interesting tweet, and I had this I wanted to talk about too with you guys. Uh, as the uh, AAC commissioner, Michael or uh, ACC. What did I say? AAC. What did I say? ACC? The American Athletic Conference, excuse me. The oh, a- yeah. I was showing you something about the ACC. Yeah, you were showing me something about the ACC. About I'm talking about the American Athletic Okay. All right. Real quick though, so we got our A's and our C's confused here. What is just, was just one? Read the tweet that you just showed me from the ACC. Six ACC teams have now opted out of bowl games: uh, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Pitt, BC, Georgia Tech, and Louisville. Louisville. Who, by the way, the Badgers are playing in basketball on Saturday. Yeah. Louisville. All right. So in the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, their commissioner went. Guns blazing on the College Football Playoff Selection Committee saying, quote, they need to do some soul searching in the CFP, the College Football Playoff Selection Committee, and I quote, is undermining its credibility with rankings that defy logic and common sense and fairness. I never thought I'd say it, but if this continues, bring back the BCS and the computers. Because it would be a fairer system than what I am seeing now. As he said, this is the seventh year of the uh, college football playoffs, and it does appear the deck is stacked against us and the other group of five teams. The And this is me saying this now. The game is rigged, folks. Bring back the computers. This guy, first of all, is not pro-human. I understand what this guy is saying, but I don't think it's a very good idea. All righty. Are you pro-human? Yes, but... RJ, are so- you pro-human? Not this year. You're, you want the androids? No. Like the computers? Whoever this committee is. I'm pro human. No, this bowl com- this college football playoff committee needs to be f- sacked right now. Sacked. Get them out of here. Because maybe it, we should send the androids after them. Florida dropped one spot after dropping the shoe against Okay LSU. Here's why the Chuck AAC the shoe. Here's here's why the AAC well, commissioner said this. <laughs> Because the number nine Bearcats, who are ranked ninth now, eight and zero, Cincinnati is. They dropped again in the in the past two rankings released by the committee. Cincinnati fell behind two. I'm sorry, three two loss teams. Well, this guy, see, I understand what he's saying by being upset that you know these smaller schools aren't really being given a chance to make the the college football playoff in the I guess you would call it the final four. Yeah. But he's going about it all wrong. You don't want to bring the computers back no. because then we have a guaranteed matchup between you know Alabama and next you know big powerhouse, whether that be Clemson, Notre Dame, or Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You would always get that. Yeah. 
He's going in the wrong direction wanting to go back to the computers. No what computer. He needs, Absolutely. Yeah. What he needs to say is, we need to expand to eight teams. There you go. <laughs> That's what he needs what to say. What he meant to say was. <laughs> How many times have technology failed us, kids? How many times has technology failed us? Oh, a lot. Wisconsin should have been a number one team. I can't even go to McDonald's to order a McRib because the computer's all effed up. I can't even find the McRib. I need a human in front of me. I'm I mean, pro-human. That's, that's why you just go through the drive-thru. They find it for you. I'm pro-human, RJ. Well, not when the drive-thru is like a freaking mile long. You got to, you know, Yeah, well, then you got to find there. a McDonald's that doesn't have the and kiosks. The person it's I, like, the, why, would, why would this guy, the commissioner of the sorry, AAC, yeah, get us back on track right American <laughs> Athletic Conference, who has teams like Cincinnati, Memphis, uh, Central Florida, why would a guy like that say we need to bring back the BCS? No computers. That makes no no. Yeah. If you if you have a small chance, well, if you have if you have a ten percent chance of making the college football playoff, if you bring back the BCS, you have like a no percent. The computers he's, will the computers will ruin you. He's saying that because in somebody put out a simulation using the formulas from the five BCS computers. Okay. Using the AP coaches poll and did the five computer simulation. And Coastal Carolina, BYU, uh, the small Cincinnati were all in the top ten. RJ, the computers are going, and to Nelson's point, the computers are going to pick the biggest and strongest and go after them. I know Nelly hasn't seen it, but I know you have. In but, Terminator 2, but in that, the movie Terminator 2. That's when not the, what happened here. In the movie Terminator 2, RJ, when the Terminator comes back, not Arnold, the liquid guy. When the when the T was that eight ten thousand whatever the hell it is, T8, I guarantee you. If they had the BCS computers and all of a sudden BYU, Coastal Carolina, and you know it, Cincinnati spit into the top three and it say Alabama was number one, they will go back and change the algorithms and not allow one of those three teams <laughs> no to play doubt. Alabama <laughs> in, the, in the championship game. Browder's totally no right. Way. They will pick the biggest and the strongest to go after. And Terminator 2, when the liquid Terminator comes back from the future, does he go after the ratty little red-haired kid on the bike, or does he go after, Butnick? or does he go after John Connor? Have you seen this boy? What boy is he going after? The little, the little red-haired rat tail boy that no one cares about, like I.E. the Cincinnati Bearcats here, or is he going after John Connor? Is he picking the strongest and the biggest that are going to eventually, you know, get him? Yeah. What's what is he going after? He doesn't give a crap about that little red-haired freak. He's going after John Connor. No offense to the red-haired freak. <laughs> So they played a role grade. They they did run the simulation, and Cincinnati is number six. <laughs> the computer is failure. But you're still on that final screen. Uh, Indiana's seven. Uh, Iowa State dropped to nine. See, Coastal Carolina's it, ten. Wh- BYU's fourteen. Why would the AAC commissioner be complaining about a a BCS computer that spits Cincinnati? Into the sixth position, expanded. But, but currently, the voters. What are they? Eighth, ninth, ninth, ninth. Because they fell, ninth. they fell off one. So the computers are telling me that Cincinnati is sixth, but the humans are telling me <laughs> Cincinnati is ninth. Guess what? Neither of them work for you because you're not second. You're not in the championship game. You're not and in the top do four. Be, I was say, Why don't you, you just don't to be second? You expand just to be the playoffs. Expand the playoffs. What they need to do is make it an eighteen playoff. Yes. And I think everyone's been saying that for two to three years now. I think do you been saying that since they announced? Do it was you four. think it's fair though that number nine now they're now they're ranked ninth? The Cincinnati Bearcats who are eight and zero. Do you think it's fair that two, three two loss teams are in front of them? It, I, I, is it? Can we just say since it's 2020 and some teams played three, four games, other teams have played ten games, that wouldn't this be the year to try an eight-team playoff? Yes. 
Oh, I don't know. That probably well, that probably well, bring in more well, money, right? Actually, bigger games. We're sending more. So. We're sending more kids out uh, to their death, Rowdy. Uh, when it comes to COVID, we can't be expanding it because COVID's the excuse again. Man, you don't have to be a genius to have a good idea, RJ. There it is. But well, I'll take a few don't. million from the NCAA to try and figure things out for them. Yeah, this AAC commissioner guns like blazing. Telling these guys that they need to go soul searching, that they're a disgrace. The deck is stacked against us. Welcome to the welcome to the everyday average Joe American. The deck is stacked against us, brother. It's time we break the conditioning and rise. RJ's eyes just got wide. You ready, RJ? I'm, we're coming after the machines. We're coming after the computers. We are pro-human here. You can't unplug this, RJ. RJ, we've broken the conditioning. We're unplugged. We are living free outside of the Matrix. What do you know about that? This AAC commission needs to join us. Don't bring back the computers, my friend. Just Deny the computers. Just don't wind us up. RJ, to quote Mick Jagger, once you start me up, I'll never stop. The Greek freak has finally spoken to the media. And he said, yo, man, he had some very interesting comments uh, about Stangamon. Like, you just heard a little bit there, a little splice there in the sports flash. But Giannis, I got I to gotta get everyone's take on this, on uh, signing with the Bucks, And uh, here's, here's Giannis on uh, the importance of showing his loyalty. It's really important. You know, at the end of the day, that's, that's what stays. You know, I believe in that. And uh, I'm a man of my words. And, you know, this is big. This is big. I think, uh, you know, being in a team that trusted me, believed in me, took care of me, took care of my family, uh, took care of me financially. I always want to give back. I always want to give back. And I've been trying to give back since day one that I've been here. Giannis has been, you know, just when it comes to a superstar status, Giannis is different. He's the outlier of all the superstars. These superstars wanted to go, you know, L.A., go to, well, used to want to go to New York. Well, I guess we're going to Brooklyn for the Nets. No one wants to go to the Knicks anymore. But you see these superstars going to major markets to capitalize, you know, on their name, their image, etc. Giannis wants to stay in the small market in Milwaukee. I love it, man. Uh, he talks more about Milwaukee. Uh, says it's Milwaukee is where he started. And it's important to continue. All I know is Milwaukee. You know, when I came here, you know, fell in love with the city. It's a city that loves basketball. It's a city that you, obviously we don't have. We have more things to do now. But when I came, we didn't have a lot of things to do. So I could just focus in basketball. And it's a place that I want to be. It's a place I want to raise my kids. And um, I feel good here. I feel that my family feels good here. So I'm good. So Giannis has kids. I guess he's got more kids in the future. Okay, Giannis. The genetic, the Greek freak and the genetic jackhammer. Yeah, wasn't that his comment? What's your five-year plan? Win NBA championships and have more kids? Yeah, five-year plan. Win more NBA championships and have kids. It's like the five-year plan, Rowdy. A little different from the five-year plan that's in um, the movie Big Daddy. Because if you've seen the movie Big Daddy, old man Sid, he's got a five-year plan. And Adam Sandler says, what is it? Don't die? (laughs) (laughs) He's very goal-orientated, okay? All right? You just don't get it. You don't get it, Big Daddy. All right, here's more comments from um, Giannis Adenokounmpo talking about, and we just brushed on it a little bit there, like, you know, if you're a big superstar, Giannis is the outlier. He wants to stay in Milwaukee. Giannis talks about the guys who just leave. I just want to be happy. I want my family to be happy. I want to give back to uh, the community that helped me and um, to the city that drafted me. And believed in me, and um, hopefully, hopefully, I can uh, give back to all uh, those kids by them watching me play for uh, five years more. I love it, man. All right, Rowdy. Here is so Giannis is say again what Giannis's five year plan was basically to win championships and have more kids. Before I found someone, this old guy, Sid. 
He's already achieved so much, and yet he's still goal-oriented and still focused. And he has a five-year plan. What is it? Don't die? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Giannis and his five-year plan is uh, championships and kids. Not old man SIDS of just, you know, don't die. All right, so Giannis does still talk about here um, of why he signed with the Bucks. I was happy. Uh, it was the right thing to do. You know, discuss with my agent, you know, the team, my family. You know, talk to my mother. I asked my mother, do you want to move? She said, no. So, okay, cool. I'm just going to sign the deal then. Uh, but no, this is the place I want to be. This is my home. This is my city. I want to represent Milwaukee, and I want to do this for the next five years. That's funny in that clip. He's like, yeah, I asked my mom, do you want to move? She said, no. All right, well, I'll sign the deal then. Who knew it was all hinging on Mama than the Kumbo Rowdy? Yeah, what if what if uh, his mom said, "Yeah, I kind of like the the son in L.A." I I don't know. I feel like maybe he would move then. I mean, he literally says, "I asked my mom." You know, talk to my mother. I asked my mother, "Do you want to move?" She said, "No." So okay, cool. I'm just gonna sign the deal then. Uh- <laughs> I asked her, do you want to move? She said, no. I said, okay, cool. I guess I'll sign the deal then. Uh, Giannis talking about the future. Here's Giannis on the future. I believe we can get better. We got better. We have a great team. We have a great culture. I know that I'm working towards that goal. You know, the front office is working towards that goal. So I'm good. You know, I'm happy. I think everybody's on the same page. At the end of the day, you got to look the past. So like we've got better every single year. In my opinion, the last two years was the realistically the two years we fight for a championship. All right, so speaking of the championship, we had that Twitter poll yesterday with Giannis Adinokounmpo signing that Supermax. Will the Bucks well, win a title the, in the next five years? Wasn't the one big thing that everyone was saying is they need to show Giannis that they're they're trying to go after players, they're trying to get better? Yeah. Well, what have they done the last few years? Well, they traded for Eric Bledsoe, trying to get better. Yep. They brought in Brooke Lopez, trying to get better. Yep. They re-signed Chris Middleton, which Giannis which wanted. Giannis wanted, trying to get better. Yep. They They were the team that could obviously offer him... The Supermax. Uh, what else have they done? Oh, they brought in Drew Holiday, trying to get better. Yep. They've taken the steps to at least show that they're trying to get better. Their team, and he mentioned it, their team the last two years have been NBA final contenders. And they've added players. They've had some veteran signings that can shoot the basketball. They've went out there and tried to do the right things. Now they haven't gotten there, but they at least they've shown they've tried. Yeah, I mean everything Giannis wants, they go out and do for him. So they signed his brother. Yeah, nepotism, my friends. Uh, Giannis does talk about though, even though he signed the supermax. As we had that Twitter poll yesterday, will do you think the Bucks will win in the next five years a title? Sixty-five point five percent yesterday said yeah. Giannis says though, it's not guaranteeing anything. Here you go. It's not going to be easy. You know, every team got to, you know, get hurt. Every team got to feel disappointment and um, not win it as easy, right? Because you got to learn from your mistakes. And I think we've had these two years and it might be three years. It might be four years that we're going to feel disappointed. We're not going to win. But at the end of the day, I think we're working towards the right goal and um, it's easy to make my decision. All right, one more from Giannis talking about the goals he wants to accomplish in Milwaukee. I wanted to be here. You know, like, I want to be here. I want to help my teammates. I want to help this organization win a championship. I want this organization and my teammates to help me win a championship. Obviously, it goes both ways. But as I said, like, I tried to keep it away from my head. Like, it puts a lot of pressure in athletes. It gave me a headache all summer. Like, people asking me and uh, people talking about me. You know, I just wanted to be left alone. I knew what I wanted in my head. I knew that the goal is to win a championship. All right, so if Giannis wanted to be left alone, which I, I don't blame him. Who doesn't want to be left alone and have a bunch of random people bugging him? Wouldn't he just come out to say, yeah, I'm going to sign the Supermax instead of saying, well, I'm going to let my agent handle that or, you know, I don't know or yada, yada, yada. <laughs> it's, it's, I kind of it's like self-inflicted 
for Giannis with people bothering him. I love it, though. Giannis, five years. The Bucks just have to go out there, and you need people to stand up to be a shooter. You need Chris Middleton to pull through and be that clutch shooter that you paid him all that money for. You need Drew Holiday to work out. You need Bobby Portis not to punch one of his teammates in the face. You yeah, need, punch the other team in the yeah, face. Yeah, punch the other guy in the face. You know, Someone's getting up in your craw. If you're on the opposing team, get Bobby Portis out there. What? All right, uh, Carl on Twitch says, Carl said Veronica Adetokounmpo, Giannis's mom, for governor. She sounds like is the reason why she stayed. As Giannis says, I asked my mom, do you want to move? She said, no. I said, okay, cool. I'll sign the, I'll sign the deal then. Whoever just called in, I was literally just going to get to you. So try again. 608-321-1670. Also, Twitter is at Zone Madison. Yeah, it's um, one more from Giannis. This is the last one on how he celebrated. Rowdy, if you uh, just signed a, a deal that was worth a quarter of a billion dollars, how would you celebrate? How would you personally celebrate? Would you That's go a get, good question. Would you go get a vat of applesauce and kick your feet up, relax for a bit? That's a good question because if you're Giannis, you already signed an extension the first time. <laughs> so, so you got plenty of money, so I feel like there's not really anything you could go out and do or buy that you really couldn't have already done. Yeah. So that's a great question. I have no idea. Yeah, because you already got more money than God. <laughs> Maybe I'd buy an island. I don't know. Not taxes, though, might be screwing over. All right, here's Giannis now. He celebrated. I didn't do much. I didn't have my family. Went back home. I went to um, Bye Bye Baby, I think. Bought, uh, <laughs> bought a lot of uh, toys for Liam, a lot of clothes for Liam, and then just went home, slept, slept real well. I woke up and came, uh, came to practice. So Giannis went out to a baby store, bought some baby clothes, and then slept some toys. Well. toys and slept really well. I'm going to be completely honest. If I signed a deal of a quarter of a billion dollars, I would sleep pretty well at night, too. I don't think there'd be much uh, woes in my life besides trying to live up to that contract to win a title. Well, here's the thing. I'd sleep pretty well. You don't even have to live up to that uh, contract. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. You're right. Uh, I would sleep very well. I think that's why I I agree with you, honest. I wouldn't buy any baby clothes just because, I mean, maybe I would for my goddaughter. She's like three and a half, though. So I'd buy, you know, some whatever that sizes, and uh, I'd probably buy myself a couple more bottles of Corbell, and then I'd take a nice little nap, sleep sleep pretty well. Any, anything you'd want to buy. I don't even know what I'd buy, Rowdy. I'm not really – I'd buy like a 1978 CJ7 Jeep. That's like the, that's like my dream car. My, my stepdad already has one, my stepbrother now. but Yeah, I'd probably buy a nice uh, cabin way up north in Wisconsin. Yeah. But uh, here's the thing with – with the money he's already made, he probably could already do that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'd buy, maybe we could go buy the UP. Like we could buy it. We could bring it. It's connected to Wisconsin. Maybe we buy the UP and we say this, what's ours is ours now. It's connected to us. I think you could afford the UP. Don't you think? The Upper Peninsula? Take it away from Michigan? I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Papa Pig says he would probably buy a PlayStation 5 just to smash it in front of Ebo. Oh my God. I've given up on the PlayStation 5. Waiting I'm, for the 6. Yep. I'm, yep. I've t- I, t- I tweeted that a while ago. I'm, I'm, I'm screwed. I'm done. I'm waiting for the PlayStation 6 now. I've uh, resigned myself to waiting for the 6. I don't even know what I would buy. All right, 608 321 Twitter is at Zone Madison. If you were given $228 million, what would you buy? I'm, I'm curious. You wouldn't buy any Mott's applesauce, Roddy? Like a big vat of it? Maybe your own Mott's applesauce plant. You love applesauce. I just, I just don't know. Because we're getting to that point where, I mean, he already signed, what was it, the four-year $100 million extension Yeah. after his rookie deal? <laughs> I just don't know what he could buy No, or not do. him, you. I know. I'm saying I don't know what I would do either. 
I'd buy a PS5. I wouldn't wait for the 6. Actually, no, I would pay Sony to make the PlayStation 6. That way I can rub it in everyone's faces for the next, like, eight years. Man, what would if I you, do? If you just sign that type of deal, and obviously sports director Zach Heilprin has the, the PS5, mm-hmm. how much would you offer him for it if that was the only one you could get? I would not give Zach the satisfaction. How much is, by the way, how much is PS5? There's there's two different versions. There's one that without the without the disc. You know, you, you know, remember putting in disc 500 video bucks? games. There's one's 399 and one's 499 if I remember correctly. Well, to get the 499 and lift it off how print I'd offer him 498 after signing that deal. I saw this by the way, speaking of PlayStation 5s and the new Xbox, whatever the hell that one's called, the Xbox Series X, I think is what it's called. Check this out. According to a new report, Scalpers have made over $23 million selling next-gen Xbox consoles. Scalpers have also made over $30 million selling next-gen PlayStation consoles. So they'll go and buy them, scoop them up as fast as they can, resell them uh, you know, on the secondary market, and just mm. make buku I think cash. I got one. I'd buy a whole Bitcoin just to see oh, what it does. Okay, okay, yes. Well done, Rowdy. That's exactly what I would buy. Bitcoin. Because Rowdy and I bought a... Did, we, did you buy one that was down at 5000 6000 Yeah, 7000 So if you remember, unfortunately, when the stock market on one, Bitcoin bottomed out at five, anywhere between five and $7,000. Rowdy and I jumped on Bitcoin hard. What's Bitcoin up now? A coin? We bought it at... No, I didn't buy a full coin. This, last night slash this morning, it was almost up to 24000 Ooh, wee. Now, I cashed out a while ago on, on a lot of it, but I still got coin left. You still got all your coin, right? Yeah. Ooh-wee. Oh, God to the, almighty. To the moon. To the moon. To the moon. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? You, you had a million dollars. You, you'd do two chicks at the same time? Damn straight. I always wanted to do that, man. And I think if I were a millionaire, I could hook that up, too, because chicks dig dudes with money. <laughs> there you go, Rowdy. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Office Space. Well, that comes from that. Uh, <laughs> what would you do with a million dollars? You know what I'd do, Peter, man? <laughs> Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> you got to watch that movie, dude. It's gold. Rob, when it comes to that uh, game over the weekend for the Packers... What was your uh, what was your takeaway on the green and gold, Robbie? As they, I don't know, I wouldn't say squeak by, but it got a little dicey at first, and then they ended up uh, beating the Lions thirty-one to twenty-four. What was your takeaway in that victory? Yeah, I think like I told you last week, Evo, I I didn't expect them to cover. Um, the line was seven and a half. They won by seven. Detroit always gives them trouble. Uh, Daryl Bevel's coaching for a job. He wants to prove that. You know, if he closes this year strong, he's the right man to, to take over the Lions. I don't know why anybody would want that fate <laughs> bestowed upon them. But um, clearly, Daryl Bevel wants his first head coaching job. And um, I, I had a hunch they'd play really hard for him and, and keep it close. At, at the end of the day, Detroit was just too decimated in the secondary, Evo, you know, with, with three corners down and, you know, the, the, their, best, their best two for sure down and another one going down during the game. Um, it, it was kind of a field day for Aaron Rodgers through the air. Um, they didn't run the ball nearly as well as they did the first time when Aaron Jones had a career day against the Lions back in, in week two. But I think they did enough, and they were really good on third down. And, you know, again, the defense did enough, Evo, but, but I'm going to go back to this again, special teams. Every Oof. single week we talk about this. It, it, it's it's going to be a killer, right, that, that late kick return. 
um, leads to a field goal and makes it a one-score game again at 31-24. And I'm telling you, Evo, they got unbelievably lucky to, <laughs> to get that onside kick. And, you know, that they had, they had that been called on the field the opposite way, Ooh. right? Again, again, it's, it, it needs to be conclusive. But had they been called the opposite way that, you know, the Lions guy had, had stayed in bounds with his feet, you we might be talking about a different outcome. A little nerve wracking. A little nerve wracking on that onside kick, Robbie. A little, a little bit too much for Packer Nation. No, no question, Ebo. Yeah. And and I, 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 you know, by by week fourteen, which is what last week was, you you are who you are, and they can't fix this special teams nonsense. And 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 you know, from from a Packer perspective, Ebo, you you do fear that it's going to catch up to them in the postseason. But but the rest of that team is is humming along. I mean, they're they're playing good enough, Ebo. They're not, obviously they're not playing great, but they're they're playing good enough on defense, and and obviously it's a, you know, it, it might be the best offense in football. Flip the coin right now between them and the Chiefs, right? Green mm-hmm. Bay first in points, Kansas City second in points, Kansas City first in yards, Green Bay second in yards. So I mean, flip a coin there, and uh, but but top to bottom, Evo, uh, great week for Green Bay. They win, they go to ten and three. The Saints lose surprisingly. Yep. Um, they fall to ten and three. You look back to week three when the Packers beat the Saints. Thirty-seven thirty down there in in New Orleans, and and there's your tiebreaker right now. Um, and if the Packers can win out, find a way to get to thirteen and three, well, uh, they get the bye, and and the road goes through Green Bay to uh, represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Rob Reichel joining us right now from Forbes.com. Follow him on Twitter at Rob Reichel. All right, Robbie, with uh, the Packers now getting that win, they're the one seed, obviously. Oh, and real quick, many the rumor is out there that Ron Zook is actually wearing a Sean Meninga mask. That's just the rumor. It's like it's like Scooby Doo. At the end of the season, they'll take it off and it'll be Ron Zook. Gotcha. Boy, I tell you what, they they have had a laundry list of disasters coaching that coaching that group and and uh, but 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 I like that Ron Ron, Ron Zook. You just you can't get rid of them. <laughs> All right, Robbie. So uh, with Packers with that win, obviously the number one seed. Uh, before we talk Rodgers and the MVP chatter, what? And I saw you. You know, you and uh, Gary Wolfville got a podcast as well. I want to pick your brain a little bit. Maybe give us a little preview of that podcast with Gary. Uh, I see you guys were talking about what team do the Packers not want to face in the playoffs? What What would Rob Reichel say? Yeah, my you know Gary went with I think the Saints when we we do a weekly podcast. We started this season. It's been a lot of fun. Evo and people can find it wherever you find your main podcast. But uh, you know my my team there clearly is right now the VLA Rams, who who are in the three hole. Um, they've they've got a chance to jump up. Uh, their schedule isn't overly daunting coming home. Uh, they're a game back of the Saints, and the Saints obviously have the Chiefs this week, which I think are you know Kansas City against anybody in football on a neutral field is probably a six or a seven point favorite. Um, you know, if, 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 for example, it's Chiefs Packers in the Super Bowl, I would think Kansas City's probably about a, a minus six in that game. Um, but, but the Rams, uh, I, I think, could be a potential matchup nightmare for the Packers, Evo. Uh, Aaron Donald up front is good enough to destroy a game plan single handedly. It's going to be really hard to run the ball um, against that Rams front. Plus, Donald leads the league in sacks with, with 12 and a half. And, and that's not pressure coming from the edge, Evo, either. That's, you know, where Rodgers can escape. That's pressure right up the gut, and, and it's a lot harder. He's got a lot, of, he's got a lot of good players around him, too, in that front seven, Evo. Um, I mean, he, he's the headliner, but, but he makes everything go. And with that pressure coming right up the gut, I mean, it's going to be a long day for Corey Lindsley or Elton Jenkins or Lucas Patrick or whoever, and, and there's nowhere then for Rodgers to go. So Donald can do that, first of all, up front and, and totally mess with your game plan. Uh, second, Jalen Ramsey out on them, out on the edge is, 
as good of a corner as we have in football outside, you know, of maybe the Howard kid in, in Miami, flip a coin. Those are probably your best two corners by a mile. So the Rams will put Ramsey on Adams and try to lock him up. And, and you know, Devontae Adams is so good, Evo, he's going to get his, his catches. But it's not going to be one of those games where he's nine for a buck 48 and two touchdowns, right? It's going to be five catches, 60 yards, maybe a score. So now if you're the Packers, you're saying, all right, we've got to get it in some other areas. And the Rams are pretty good on both corners, Evo. Um, and so now, but, but now if you're Rodgers, you're going to those second, third, fourth outlets, right? You're going to Tunyon. You're going to Aaron Jones. You're going to MVS. You're going to Lazard. And that's probably the path to beat the Rams. Mm-hmm. So, you're t- so the Rams are able to take the ball in all likelihood, Evo, out of Green Bay's best two players on offense outside the quarterback. They'll, they'll, they'll slow Adams down, and I think they'll slow Aaron Jones down. And, and if that happens, Evo, now if you're, you know, if you're Green Bay, when you're designing a game plan, you, you, you're probably doing it largely centered on the MVSs, the Tunyons, the Alan Lazards of the world, and boy, Evo, in an NFC championship game, I don't know that I want to go that route. <laughs> and then thirdly, you know, we all know Matt LaFleur worked for Sean McVay. I mean, Matt LaFleur is running a lot of what Sean McVay ran. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to know the Packer offense better than the Rams when they when they would potentially come to Lambeau Field in, in January. And I still think it's a great game, Evo. I think it's a field goal game. But out of everybody out there in the NFC, the Rams, I would say, are the, are the team that would potentially scare the Packers the most. Yeah, Nelly's been on that too, uh, Rob, for a while now, saying that the Rams are the team that what we should fear the most here. Uh, Rob Reichel joining us right now, Forbes.com. Follow him on Twitter at Rob Reichel. Robbie, uh, you are an MVP in my heart. Uh, unfortunately, you don't play in the NFL, though. You're an MVP on these airwaves. But in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers, second-best odds, according to Vegas, for the NFL MVP race, even though he leads Patrick Mahomes in like about every single category besides passing yards, only because Mahomes is throwing more. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, could we be seeing him you know, be the MVP this year? So, so here's the way it works, Evil, for the people out there that, that don't totally know this. There's, there's 50 people in the, across the country that vote. Guys that cover the teams, guys that cover the league, um, from print to, to TV and radio, blog kind of stuff, internet things. Um, it's really tough to get inside the head, obviously, of all 50 voters without contacting them directly before, before the vote. And we still have a few weeks left to see how this is going to play out. But, um, I mean, Evo, a couple of weeks ago, Rogers was, was plus 600, I want to say. Is, is what I wrote the other day in that story, and he's down to plus one eighty five. I mean, he's made he's made dramatic gains. Uh, Mahomes throwing the three interceptions the other day against the Dolphins certainly didn't help his cause. Um, I think what has Mahomes ahead right now, Evo, is the fact the Chiefs are twelve and one, best record in football, best team in football, and at the end of the day, if the stats are really close between the two quarterbacks. A lot of these voters might go just with who the better team is. There might be some sentimentality toward Rodgers, Evo, um, in terms of how he's come back, the fact he's 37. Some people will obviously say Mahomes has another decade to win these these awards, but um, it, 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 it is razor thin in my mind right now. I, I know Mahomes leads in the, in the odds. I think he's minus 286 when I looked the other day, Evo, but um, I, I, I'm telling you what, it's, you know, it, it still comes down to 50 humans. And all you do is submit a first-place vote, Evo. You don't go second, third, fourth, fifth. So, you know, you would vote Aaron Rodgers. I would vote Patrick Mahomes. Nelly, you know, Nelly would vote Derrick Henry, whatever it turns out to be. And at the end of the day, all you're doing is adding up first-place votes. It, it's not a total points conglomeration. 
And, you know, you, you get enough of those 50 guys sway toward Rodgers, you know, and I think it's a, you know, 40 to 50% chance that that's possible, Evo. He, he's going to bring home MVP number three. Robbie, okay, okay. Um, who would you vote for, Nelly? You'd probably vote for... Oh, right now I'd have to vote for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, look, vote for his Rodgers. numbers and every single statistic are better than Patrick Mahomes besides passing yards, and he doesn't have nearly the weapons. Rob, do you think, though, when it comes to the vote, I know you like radio, TV, print, etc., is there... I know a lot of people will get maybe like, you know, Rodgers of old and, you know, feel like he turned back the hands of time. But is Patrick Mahomes too much of the media darling now for Rodgers to surpass that? Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's a, you know, a stretch to say that this guy's start has put him on pace to be the greatest player in league history, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he wins another Super Bowl this year. I mean, I mean, if, if Mahomes has a 15-year career, guys, he, he's going to shatter all the individual records. And the way the Chiefs are set up, guys, I mean, it's similar to the Packers, how they were set up back in 2010. Green Bay just failed to capitalize on it. But the way the Chiefs are set up, I mean, I mean I, I, they could win four Super Bowls in five years. They, they could go on a big-time run here where now he's pushed, you know, he, he gets up in that Joe Montana range for championships, the Terry Bradshaw range. He, start, he starts to eventually challenge, um, you know, the, the Tom Brady record of, of six that exists right now. I mean, so I, I think that that's a big part of making him the darling that he is. Rodgers is all, let's be honest, Rodgers is, is extremely cocky slash confident. He's alienated people through the years. He's had, he's had 12, 13 extra years to do that versus, versus what Mahomes does. We, everybody loves the, the Cinderella, the, not even Cinderella, the, kind of the, the new fresh story, the new fresh face, yeah. which is clearly what Mahomes is. We've seen Rodgers forever. Um, you, know, he, the, you know the way the media is, guys. They, they build you up, they tear you down, they build you back up again. And and Rodgers has been built up, obviously, early in his career. He was probably torn down a little bit over the last couple of seasons. And, you know, when, when he, you know, certainly in 17 and 18, when the Packers went 13, 18, and one overall, and a lot of people pointed the finger at getting, as, as Aaron Rodgers being the number one reason, Mike McCarthy got run out of Green Bay. Um, and, you know, so so with, with, with that being a big part of it, I you know, I, I think Rodgers has lost support from some places throughout throughout the course of his career, Evo, and, and Mahomes hasn't done that yet. So, um, you know, I, I again, for, you know, when you consider all that, I would give Mahomes a slight edge right now. But, but again, the last three games are going to be huge here. If Rodgers closes this thing, this thing out with 12 touchdown passes over the next three games, guys, and, and gets to 50-plus touchdowns, yeah. and, and Mahomes is at 40 or something like that, it's, it's going to be hard not to vote for Rodgers. So he, he certainly has himself in, you know, in a two-man race here. And I'm not sure any of us thought that was possible back in September. All right, Robbie, one last question before I let you go, my brother. What happens Saturday night at Lambeau Packers-Panthers? This will be a cover, Ebo. <laughs> this, this uh, you know, I, I think Packer fans that are tired at, you know, at, at, at 10-15 can roll over and, and, be, and be pretty confident with how this is going to turn out. I Carolina's decimated. Um, I, like a lot of teams, Green Bay has played. They'll be without their best player. No Christian McCaffrey. Um, they're beat up a little bit on, on both sides of the ball. Um, First-year coaching staff struggling. I've never been a huge Teddy Bridgewater guy myself. I know he went 5-0 and with the Saints last year, but but outside of that, he hasn't done a whole lot. And he's 4-9 and with this group right now. So Carolina's rebuilding a little bit. Doesn't have a ton to play for. Green Bay obviously playing for that number one seed. Uh 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go 34 17 Packers. Ooh, an ass whooping. Love it, Robbie. Love it, dude. Hey, Rob. All right, my friend. That's, that, that'll do it. That could, I mean, I could talk forever with you, Robbie, but unfortunately, we got to pay the bills here. we got to let you go hey, do we, your thing. We, we, we have an all-time Saturday coming, don't we? Basket, Bucky hoops, Bucky football, which might be tough to watch, but then Packers at night. Yep, so Rob, tell it'll, you, be, it'll be a good Saturday for the state. I already told my wife this. Tell yours as well. The honey-do list needs to wait an extra day, all right? She's just going to make you do it Friday, Evo. We know how this girl <laughs> Damn it, Rob. You know her too well. Robbie, we love, we love hearing from you, man. We'll check out Forbes.com, Twitter at Rob Reichel. See you later, brother. All right, pal. Have a great weekend. See you, man. How about our guy Rob Reichel calling the outright cover for the Packers on Saturday, not Sunday, Saturday. Rowdy, we exercised the gambling demons when we burned that stench-filled, smelled like death, and Bigfoot's ass. <laughs> Dave from Winona's hat. Bigfoot probably smells better. Yeah, guaranteed. We burned that effort down in the parking lot on, uh, was that Monday? Tuesday. Tuesday. It was right right before uh, Loyola. Yeah. So, yeah, and then all of a sudden, 2-0 in the action zone now. Rowdy's crushing it. Badgers covered, and now we got two, and we'll have the we'll have the we'll have the gambling coming up here in a second. But just kind of recapping it, we burned the hat. I mean, we exercised the demons. Yeah, we burned it. We're two and zero this week. Two game winning streak. Rob's calling for the outright cover over the Panthers. Do you like Do you like Robbie calling the shot right there with the pack? See, I actually really like Matt Rule. I think he's going to be a really successful NFL head coach. Obviously, this is just his first season with the Carolina Panthers. Previously, was with Baylor and. And uh, was it last year? He had Baylor about a game away from being on the outside looking into uh, a Big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. That was when they – was it Oklahoma? can't remember exactly. But he had him right there, and he was down to, like, their third-string quarterback. I think he's really good, but you also know me. I'm not a huge Teddy Bridgewater fan. Not a Teddy Two Gloves guy. I think he's average at best. Well, Robbie said and, that, too. I, I'm Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves is average. And he's an when average McCaffrey, your best player, the guy that should have won MVP last year, he's a beast. is out, it just really it really hurts your team. Is McCaffrey going to play, by the way, on I don't, Saturday? I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think he is either. I know I know. Uh, Matthew Lefre was talking about it uh, earlier. It's like, well, we're going to prepare for him anyways, yada, yada, yada. But I don't know if he is. Yeah, the Panthers are just kind of a – they've had a lot of injuries. They're just kind of a sad team. When you lose – Christian McCaffrey is just phenomenal to watch. Last year was just – what a little gem. What a treasure McCaffrey was to watch. And if you had him in fantasy football, my God, were you blessed. Uh, but, yeah, Packers, seven fifteen on Saturday. I want to talk more Rodgers – uh, in the MVP race coming up here. Uh, let's see here. Teddy Bridgewater, though, in their last game uh, against the Broncos. Broncos did sneak that game out 32-27. to 27. Uh, Teddy B, 30 of 40, 283 yards. He did not throw for a touchdown, but did run for one. Uh, Mike Davis, he had two tutties as well on 11 carries for 51 yards. And the only one, the only person I'm really concerned about for um, that Panthers, I mean, I don't think Christian McCaffrey is going to play, but I guess Robbie Anderson. You know, Robbie Anderson's a good wide receiver. But other than that, is Robbie Anderson going to be the reason why? DJ the, Moore has had a pretty decent season. There, are they going to be the reason why they beat the Packers? Like Kurt, Curtis Samuel's been solid in the slot. They've also used him as running a little bit out yeah, of the running, running back, back yeah. with uh, McCaffrey getting hurt. No, they're using, even but, using Robbie Anderson out of uh, getting some rushing yards too. But when you look at the overall team, those are some nice players. But the reason why they can't get it done, in my opinion, is because the defense the defense was a big question mark going in. They used a lot of draft capital on the defense. Some of those picks have hit. 
Some of those picks haven't. And then you have, it's because of Bridgewater. It's because Bridgewater isn't that great. He's not. And I mean, Christian McCaffrey, he, listen, one of the best players in the NFL, hasn't played. Teddy Bridgewater can make plays once in a while. He's just not, He's. you're not going to, I wouldn't trust him to win you a game, right? I mean, pieces I would be nervous of. Robbie Anderson, Mike Davis, just because the Packers stink at stopping the run. And maybe you see Teddy Bridgewater pick up some uh, yards with his feet. He can get it done. And, and, and a couple other, what did you say, Curtis Samuel a little bit too? Yeah, they have a few nice players on offense. They have a few nice players on defense. But overall, well, Robbie kind of said it. They're kind of rebuilding. I mean, they're, they're, there's a reason why they're 4-9, and nine, you know, especially and without Christian McCaffrey. When you, look at, when you look at Teddy Bridgewater, I've watched some uh, Panther games this year. They've had opportunities to come back late, and he had the football, and he threw picks in those games. Yeah. It's kind of what you get when you make them throw. Yeah. MVP. Aaron Rodgers had some comments to the media yesterday. Right now, though, Rowdy, Patrick Mahomes is the odds-on favorite, yes? Yep, and he has been for probably the past four or five weeks. And Aaron Rodgers is creeping up. He is uh, still second, but he's creeping up uh, for Vegas, right? What is he, plus what? Do you remember, plus one-something? Aaron Rodgers was plus 155 this morning. And before, he was like, what, uh, plus two last week, something like that? I can't remember exactly. I don't think you can either, but he's been moving up. He's been yeah, he's been moving up. All right, so I've I think comments two seventy five. I've comments from Rogers. First, I'm gonna. I think one's probably Charlie. One's probably someone else. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Bob Benoit, three hundred game. I should have known. Who's this? Terry from the north side. <laughs> the king of the north. What's up, dude? Evo, I got a little joke for you. It's nice and clean, but it's gonna get you in the holiday spirit. All right, I'm listening. All right, there's this husband and wife. They both come through the door at the same time, and they're both really excited. And they say, "I gotta tell you something." And they both say at the same time, i got to tell you something. But they both say at the same time, you first, you first. Well, he goes first. He says, honey, he says, you know, things haven't been going very well, you know, and I just want you to know that I've been kind of seeing somebody else, so I think to start the new year, I kind of want to get a divorce. Mm. She says, oh, okay. He said, what do you want to tell me? Well, honey, all I want to tell you is I just won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> No, because, because he's tonight. gone now. He's kicking her. He's kicking him to the curb. Evo, what kind of a holiday you think this dude's gonna have, man? What's that? What kind of a holiday you think that dude is gonna have now? Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, he's gonna have half of it's gonna be missing now, Terry. Evo, I've got one quick question for you. I'll get out of your hair today. Yeah, yes. I'm really interested in the Ohio State. Well, first of all, do the Packers, the Badgers, play pretty much at the same time? No, uh, Badgers. All right, so Badger basketball is at um, eleven. Eleven. Football is at football is at three oh. for Badgers, uh-huh. and then Packers are at seven fifteen. Oh, okay. So you're good, Terry. Right. Just clear your schedule, bro. You're good. Hey, I always got my schedule clear for football. The game I am really interested in, though, Evo, is Ohio State Northwestern. Surprisingly, are you are you surprised that it's at eleven o'clock in the morning, and does Northwestern have any chance at all in this game? Um, Northwestern will be slaughtered. What's the spread right now? Rowdy, do you remember? I don't know off the top of my head. It's wasn't Ohio, wasn't Ohio State favorite by like eighteen when it opened up. Yeah, Ohio State last time I looked was at twenty and a half. Wow. Terry, okay, guys. I'd still take Ohio State. Take Ohio State. Thanks. Nice hearing from you, King. All right, take care, guys. Have a great day. You too, buddy. Terry, dropping the jokes. Love it, dude. All right, Aaron Rodgers, MVP. Talking to the media yesterday. 
And Rogers says he is just uh, thankful to be back in the conversation. It's been a good year for State Farm reps. Obviously, the new Jake from State Farm getting a lot of pub with his uh, big muscles and tiny shirts. And, uh, you know, Pat, such a phenomenal player. Um, he's had a great year as well. It'd be, uh, you know, something that's usually on the, on the preseason goal list, and it's nice to be in the conversation. Rogers, knowing where his bread's buttered, giving a lot of love to State Farm right there. By the way, the new agent for State Farm, the new Jake, that guy is more ripped than Rodgers and definitely more ripped than Patrick Mahomes. That, that dude is, like, yoked, Rowdy. What's that State Farm rep? Do you have seen the commercials with I don't, the new guy? I don't know if I know who you're talking about. The new Jake from State Farm, he's like, looks like he can bench, like, a friggin' Mack truck. Dude's yoked. You haven't seen the new State Farm commercials? They've been on for a while. It doesn't matter. All right, so Googling it right now. Uh, here's more from Rodgers, you know, talking about uh, the MVP race. Oh, and, okay, yeah. I've, yeah, you've seen it. It's just their insurance commercials. At the end of the day, who gives a crap, right? You know, Rogers. I wonder if Rogers even uses State Farm. Probably just gets paid by him. <laughs> you know, he actually has progressive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's with Flow instead. No Flow. Okay, so here's Rogers talking more about uh, what the MVP would mean. The term, I should say, MVP means to him. You know, I think it, it says most valuable player. Um, a lot of times that player is also the best player, but I think it should kind of live up to what it stands for. It's an acronym. It stands for most valuable player. So it's that person who is most valuable to their team, I think. And I feel like that's why I should be in the competition most years and this year especially. So the NFL's MVP, and you can make the case for this for the Heisman Trophy too for college football, has basically turned it into what? Who's the best quarterback? Yeah, pretty much. Because if you look at the MVP odds, it's basically just quarterbacks. Yes. It's it's kind of getting nauseating. Like, there are other positions in the NFL where you need to exceed really well at, you know, to have your team have success. And it's just not quarterback. And they get paid the highest, sure, but it's just not quarterback. All right, here's Rodgers talking about what it, a – yeah? Well, real quick, if you look at the – MVPs that are listed here on Sportsbook for uh, FanDuel.com. Mm-hmm. You have, let's see here, 11 guys listed. All but three are quarterbacks. List them. Who's the other, who are the other ones? So in order, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Derrick Henry, Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Tannehill, Elvin Kamara, Delvin Cook, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady. Oh, they got Tom Brady in there? That would be your top 11. Wow. All right, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just basically a quarterback award. So not many people have uh, won three MVPs. I know one guy who has, Brett Lorenzo Favre. Aaron Rodgers talks about three MVPs. I feel like I've been in the conversation, you know, a number of years outside of the two that I've won. We're talking about in 12 when uh, AP went nuts against us in the last game of the year. I had a pretty good year that year. Obviously, in 16, we made our run and uh, led the league in passing touchdowns. Um, didn't really get a sniff for some reason that year, but, you know, I definitely felt like I was in the conversation. And my, I think we are in agreement on this, right, Rowdy? Aaron Rodgers should be the front runner for MVP. 100%. I mean, we've talked about it over and over. Better statistics in every single category of quarterback that matters for a quarterback, except for pass yards. And it's because he hasn't thrown the football as much as Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes has nearly 50 passes more. Yeah. And you look at the roster. I know we've, we've said this before, but Rodgers was talking about his comments there. It's the most valuable player, what they bring to the team, not the most valuable quarterback, right? So if you look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you remember? They're like all pro. Every position's all pro. Yeah. Rodgers well, has Devontae Adams. Well, you have Tyreek Hill and you have Travis Kelsey that are both in the top five in receiving. Mm-hmm. 
and that's just their top two targets. That's not count. That's not counting Le'Veon Bell. That's not counting Edwards Hilaire. That's not counting Sammy Watkins. I mean, they, you can just go straight down the list. But I think what's really telling is, do you remember when Aaron Rodgers would get hurt and they'd have the juggling names of quarterbacks that tried to come in and fill yeah. in for him, and yeah. then till it finally fell on Scott Tolzien and Matt Flynn? Yeah. That was when Aaron yeah, Rodgers statistically was, not great. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that was when Aaron Rodgers was worth like ten points in Vegas, which was like the biggest swing ever. Yeah, the biggest uh, amount of football player has been worth on a Vegas line. Then you look, if you remember last season, actually when the Packers played the Kansas City Chiefs. Remember when Matt Moore played quarterback <laughs> for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he they, was coaching high school football. They called him up, and they almost beat the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers. And then I believe it was the next week. Matt Moore beat the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, you're correct. So I don't remember exactly how that changed the line. I don't I don't recall. I'd have to go back and look. But just in general, if Aaron Rodgers was on that team and Matt Moore came in and played quarterback, Packers would lose. Do you think they would have been as good? I mean, no. I don't the the Chiefs looked pretty good with Matt Moore last yeah, year, Matt, and he was coaching high school football. Yeah, like he two had, weeks before. Yeah, he had just signed like the couple weeks before and was just getting his feet wet. Papa Pix has on Twitter: Alex Smith won the division two years before Mahomes started, and the roster's gotten better. 